Hello and welcome back to Nature's Wonders. I'm your host Will and today we're joined with Pavel to talk about the new company he's formed and his amazing Wabikusas. This podcast is sponsored by Corals Anonymous and Aquachar. Thank you. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm great. What about you? I'm doing wonderful. So before we begin, uh, can you tell me a little bit about yourself um, and the background that you have in the industry you're in right now? Sure. So my name is Pavel. I'm 22. And uh, I I have been interested in uh, aquascaping for the last maybe three, four years. And about uh, half a year ago, I decided to start the OP Aquatics company, uh, which mainly focuses on Wabikusa and things connected with that. Yeah, that's really cool. So did you have any experience with Wabikusa before you started this business? Sure. Um, well, I first found out about Wabikusa and what that actually means uh, from an ADA video where they use those little uh, babikusa like plant pots or plant balls uh, to just plant a normal tank. It wasn't even immersed. And I got really interested, so I started researching. I found out that people actually grow aquatic plants immersed. So I started testing, I started experimenting. And when I uh, perfected the mixture and uh, when I felt like uh, I know what I'm doing. I decided to start a company. Around where you live, are are Wabikusas pretty big around there? Because I know in the States, aquascaping in general and Wabikusas are not super popular. It's just usually like European places and like Eastern Asia. So how what's the popularity like there? Oh, <laughs> I think uh, maybe tens of people know what a Wabikusa is in the Czech Republic. <laughs> so it is uh, a pretty new thing, I would say. And as you're saying, uh, aquascaping um, is a pretty new hobby here. Um, while fish keeping in itself has been a really popular hobby, I would say, in the Czech Republic for many years. Uh, the, the actual art of aquascaping and using high-tech stuff and uh, LED lights and so on, I would say uh, is pretty new. And uh, yeah, it's kind of part of the mission of the company to just uh, let people know what it is and uh, explain how to do it as well. Uh, so what is a Wabikusa? Um, from the name, you'd get nothing. It probably means something in uh, Japanese, but... Yeah. From your point of view, what is a Wabikusa? Well, it's funny you mention the actual name because um, it has uh, a very vague Japanese meaning. Because Wabi uh, basically means, you know, like Wabi-sabi. Uh, that's like something, some beautiful imperfection or like natural mm-hmm. beauty, that sort of stuff. And Kusa, uh, if I'm not mistaken, just means grass or plant. So I guess if you put those two together, it means like something beautiful and appealing, uh, but imperfect and including plants. And when I 
uh, imagine a Wabikusa, I imagine a ball of substrate, which is planted with some sort of uh, immersely grown aquatic plants. Yeah. So do these plants, do you use any specific types of plants or using like epiphytes or stem plants or does it really not matter? Mm, well, you can grow immersely uh, most of uh, the commonly used plants. Some uh, tend to do better in the immersed state. Like for example, my favorites are definitely the Ludwigia species, different hydrocotyl species, Bacopa, and so on. Um, but uh, for example, I've grown uh, Bulbitis immersed, which is an epiphyte, of course. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole different thing because uh, all you need is basically um, high moisture and uh, it will grow by itself while uh, stem plants require actually some sort of substrate and, you know, nutrients. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to keep this moisture, are you growing it in an enclosed system or is it an open system with just like regular misting? Well, it really depends on uh, what kind of plants you choose to use. Because, for example, right now I'm looking at a Wabikusa on my table or on my desk, and uh, it's just a substrate bowl planted with like three or four kinds of aquatic plants. I am purposefully trying to not take care of it, you know, <laughs> to see how it goes, just if you let it grow and just see what happens. And it has mm-hmm. a very weak light above it, and I have to say that I'm pretty surprised how sturdy these plants are. They are basically just uh, planted in uh, our Wabikusa bowl. And there is about a centimeter of water in like a small plate. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's just growing perfectly, no misting, nothing. Uh, on the other hand, when it comes to, for example, as I mentioned, bulbitis or uh, plants which tend to not do so well in the immersed state, let's say, uh, there I would definitely recommend using some glass container or something uh, similar to that and regularly misting, maybe even using, uh, you know, some sort of a mister. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you mentioned briefly about the lighting. What sort of Mm -hmm. lighting would you recommend for a Wabikusa? Does natural light work like a windowsill or would you recommend uh, LED light above it? Uh, Again, it's all about uh, your plant choice. Um, But uh, generally, I always recommend using some artificial light source. Um, Generally, I would say that uh, plants which are growing in the immersed state are a little more hardy and a little less demanding when it comes to light. So for example, here I'm just using a two watt LED, which uh, for example, for a planted tank or an aquarium probably wouldn't work very well, but the Wabikusa is doing great. Um, I've tried keeping it on a windowsill, um, but you know, it's, it's not optimal. Like the plants do grow, but they are deformed, obviously, because they are trying to like move towards the light, if you know what I mean. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's just not not optimal. 
I would yeah. uh, recommend the artificial lighting. Okay. And then, so it's a substrate ball. Do you make your own substrate balls? Yeah. Um, that is like the flagship product right now uh, mm-hmm. on our website because, um, yeah, I actually devised this uh, substrate mix uh, myself and um, it works it's uh i may i make all of these balls myself they are handmade and um yeah i i don't even think that uh some like factories make them so yeah mm-hmm. yeah so without giving away your secret sauce or your <laughs> your uh how you make them what are the key parts to a substrate ball for a wabikusa well, um, definitely uh, some sort of clay-based substrate, uh, which is uh, usually uh, turned into mush or like mud. <laughs> so you basically um, just moisturize it with some water and like mesh it into, into a paste, basically. Then you form your desired shape, a ball or something. And uh, then once it uh, dries up a little and reaches uh, the right consistency, if you can call it that, uh, then you start planting. Uh, some people uh, choose to use uh, some uh, like outer layer, basically to keep uh, the integrity of the ball so that it doesn't fall apart. Mm-hmm. Um, we use uh, a variety of sphagnum moss. Some people use uh, coconut fibers or just aquatic mosses, though that gets a little problematic when it comes to uh, storing them, you know, because moss is a living thing and it, <laughs> that is a little more difficult. Yeah, so when you get your substrate ball wet without a casing or like you were talking about like sphagnum moss, does it mm-hmm. all like fall apart or does the planted plants, does it keep it all together? Um, it really depends on the mixture. Uh, most, I would say, uh, wouldn't fall apart. But for us, it's easier to uh, provide them wrapped in, in the moss because um, it just ensures that uh, nobody will get their substrate. Well, you know, they start all excited. Maybe it hasn't been like... Um, we can say uh, that it doesn't have enough water in it. Yeah. And it would fall apart basically after they insert the tweezers because it's still pretty hard. So this is kind of um, a safety measure. <laughs> we can call it yeah. that also. Mm-hmm, for sure. So you plant your plants with tweezers, you said? Mm-hmm, yeah. You just like poke them in there with the plant and then pull it out and it kind of it just stays in there? No, like super glue or anything needed? Mm, no, definitely no glue. Um, <laughs> but, although, uh, that's an interesting idea. <laughs> Maybe I should try that. Um, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, generally the way you do it, uh, or typically you would uh, first get your tweezers, put them together, poke a hole in the ball, then insert your plant so that you don't damage the stem. Um and yeah, then it uh, should be able to take up moisture from, from the substrate and, and uh, it should grow. 
Mm -hmm. So on most of the examples that I've seen of wabikusas and the wabikusas that I've tried to make myself, Mm -hmm. um, it always has a moss, like a living moss wrapped around the ball before they put in the plants. Is this necessary for any reason or is it just aesthetic purposes? Um, I would say it's purely aesthetic. Um, mm-hmm. And it looks great, <laughs> definitely. Um, for example, most of my uh, Wabikusa balls do not have any uh, moss wrapped around them, like aquatic moss, just mm-hmm. for ease of maintenance. And uh, yeah, it's easier to, to keep them without it. But I uh, absolutely love the way it looks. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, if someone's going to start out building a Wabikusa, what would you suggest they buy? Um, and what are the tools needed to complete the project? Mm, it is uh, actually pretty easy, pretty straightforward. You just need um, your Wabikusa ball or you make it yourself. You need a pair of tweezers. Uh, you need some sort of uh, lighting and a container which you will put it in or it can just be a bowl or something and uh, the I would say the most dreaded part uh, for most people is the actual plant selection plant choice because I think that's the biggest hurdle when people try to get into Wabikusas that they don't don't know uh, how to acclimate uh, aquatic plants to their immersed form or they just don't know where to order them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, when it comes to that, um, I typically just uh, tell people, just, you know, talk to your local fish shop or uh, to some online store and tell them that you want potted plants, but uh, that they shouldn't or uh, that you don't want them to acclimate them to the underwater conditions because typically in nurseries plants are grown in their immersed form because it's easier uh, there's no algae you know they don't need uh, such a strong light they don't need co2 injection so uh, it basically comes ready to be planted into your babicusa so that's the easiest way mm-hmm. but what if you have like very limited local fish stores and they only will give you the aquatic plants already submerged in water is there a way to acclimate those plants to the terrestrial conditions oh yeah i see what you're saying uh absolutely yeah and i i've done it successfully uh, a few times in the beginning before i knew uh, that this can be avoided um There are really two ways that you can go about this. Um, The first way is that you just put your plants. If there are stem plants, this is, uh, you can put them into some sort of container and just let them grow out of the water naturally, right? Something shallow uh, so that they can easily reach the surface and just grow out, Mm -hmm. Um, which most plants will do. When it comes to like crypts, or, you know, like cryptocorines mm, yeah. and, and uh, non-stem plants, basically, um, it is a little more difficult. I just uh, try to uh, put them into some sealed container, 
where I maintain a really high moisture level. I miss them very often and try to, you know, um, try to just reduce the misting at first, then slowly lower the humidity until they are ready to uh, grow in their terrestrial form. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that is that a pretty hard process to do? Do most of them uh, survive, or is it pretty easy? Um, <laughs> well, the success rate uh, varies. Um, I've had friends try it, and some of them were pretty successful. Some weren't. So I really can't say, uh, but if I have to speak for myself, uh, it's there has been a pretty good success rate. Uh, like most of the plants that I tried to do this with um, survived and now are thriving in uh, my Wabikusa bowls. So. That's, yeah. that's really cool. So you have a business and can you tell me a little bit about how I would buy a wabikusa from your store and where you ship to in the world because i know that you're from the czech republic but uh yeah so just little details about that Mm -hmm. um well you can find us uh on instagram if you don't want to search for us uh through uh, our website and there you will find the link store products on instagram we are just op aquatics or you can go to opaquatics.eu or .cz. There is an English and a Czech version and uh, a version in Czech crowns or in euros. And we ship all across the EU, but uh, sadly not outside the EU yet. Mm-hmm. Yet, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, so do you sell just the planted balls like just the substrate balls or do you sell them planted as well um yeah we have sold a few planted ones as well um for us that is uh kind of an adventure because you uh, make a substrate ball so that you like it uh or i make it so that it, it appeals to me and then you are basically waiting if uh, somebody likes it as well so uh yeah we that's a really interesting process of of making and selling those planted ones um but i would say that most of the sales are definitely uh the um non-planted substrate balls Mm -hmm. so would you do like a uh, what you see is what you get kind of planted ball or would you ever do like a custom order ball well, um, a custom order ball is an interesting idea. Uh, I was thinking about some sort of, uh, you know, a program where you could like configure your ball, like if you're buying a car or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, that would be pretty complex and complicated and definitely above my level of like IT knowledge. So <laughs> that is probably not coming soon. Yeah. Um, yeah, but definitely, if if somebody's interested in a very specific type of uh, substrate ball or wabikusa, uh, which they do not want to plant themselves, we can definitely do that for them. That shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, that's that's a really cool um, new business that you guys have. I've never seen it before, and I'm really excited. And 
hopefully you start shipping worldwide pretty soon. <laughs> well, uh, there are not uh, real plans uh, to ship worldwide yet, but once we get on our feet and really get established, um, that is definitely planned in the future, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. I had a great time talking about your Wabikusas. They're absolutely amazing. And be sure to check out his shop online. And thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. It's been a blast. And thanks for having me. Of course. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you so much to Pavel for coming onto the show today, and it was an awesome episode with you. Be sure to check out his shop, and thank you for listening all the way till the end. <laughs>